720 WGN on our rainy, icy, or snowy, depending on where you are, Saturday afternoon here on WGN. It's 218. This song gets me in a good mood. Good pick, Connor. Appreciate that. Iridian, our normal producer, is in Dallas. She's doing some wrestling tournament thing. If you don't know Iridian and follow her on social media, I'll have to get her handle. She's our normal producer, not only for uh, this show, Let's Get Legal, but Your Money Matters as well. She also has a wrestling podcast. She's so into it and is posting some incredible stuff from there. But Connor McKnight doing a great job behind the glass today. Neil Gainsburg, have I stalled long enough to get those headphones on for you, my friend? Yes. <laughs> They're a novelty, but I figured it out. They're a little, yours are harder than mine. I just, right when we came on and Neil wanted to put the uh, cans on, you were having a little difficulty with that. So I stalled long enough, Neil. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> and, now you're gl- like, and now you're like, why did I call you out on it? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to be here, and that's yeah. a good way to start the show. I yeah, yes. it's always great to have you. You always kind of open our eyes to a lot of things, whether it was health insurance. We talked about that a couple times. Plenty of other things as well. And today, we want to focus a little bit on life insurance. And I know some people might roll their eyes and go, really? But I don't think a lot of people know exactly what they have what they might need, how it may be denied to them. And I think it's a really important topic. I imagine you'd agree too. Yes, I do agree. I mean, life insurance is something that I deal with all the time, uh, not just with the purchase of insurance, just being getting insurance. You know, people ask me, counsel, ask for counsel about what type of life insurance to get, what's mm-hmm. the importance of life insurance, but also if there's an issue with a life insurance claim. If somebody unfortunately passes and there's a claim made and the insurance company is giving difficulty, there's a lot of issues there with life insurance that can be addressed and perhaps stopped if you do the right thing when you purchase life insurance. So there's a lot of stuff out there that consumers should know about in terms of purchasing life insurance and how to deal with life insurance. I find it as part of the conversation similar to wills and trusts where people don't want to talk about it because it obviously uh, is about your death potentially, right? Um, But it's something that you, if you love people, if if you love your loved ones, this is not something, because I'm sure you've seen the circumstances when either someone doesn't have it or they're not as covered as they thought or they weren't paying their premiums and they weren't eligible anymore. You've probably seen it on the other end, right, where families are really grappling with some really tough stuff. Yes. Um, families expect to be covered. There's a lot of times when they think they have life insurance, that premiums have been paid, that the person who uh, died was paying the premiums, but they may have stopped paying the premiums because of a sickness that led to their death and they're not paying their bills or for other reasons that are, that are denied in the insurance application. And, and that is just heartbreaking when it comes to some of these families who are expecting that source of income to pay for living expenses and to move on with their life after the death of their loved one. It is very heartbreaking. 312-981-7200. That's the phone number. You can text in your questions. You can call them in too. Uh, and let's just start at the beginning. Life insurance. I know a lot of employers offer some of it. Some of it, they don't even deduct anything from it. They give you a carte blanche, 20000 There's a number that they have for you. Do a lot of people depend on that, thinking that it's going to cover a lot more than it does? Yes. Okay. I think the statistics today show that half the people have life insurance are through their job, through their employee benefits. Usually, the life insurance that you do get through your job is not sufficient to cover your dependents or if something happens to you or, or, or the unforeseen circumstance of your death because it's it's not much more than your income. It's 10%. I mean, it's like one to two times your income, which could be like a $10,000, $20,000 policy, which may just barely pay for funeral expenses. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people um, just get that automatic uh, life insurance for their job, and they assume that that's enough for covering them without looking into the details of the life insurance, especially the benefit amount. Um, if, if something does happen. Right, because I've seen it on, and I just started a new W-2 job and I saw it you know, on an option to have and it was no cost and I, I don't know what the number was. I think it was 20000 
And I was just like, oh, okay, I don't know if that just means they're getting a flat check if I pass away of $20,000. I, I didn't even open the document. And I imagine a lot of people are like that. Right. They don't know what it means. So open it up and read it, right? Get your employee handbook, get your benefit documents. If you are relying on your employer to provide this life insurance, make sure you know what type of benefits it is. There may be just standard life insurance, as you said, $20,000. It might be a, an accidental death policy, too, as part of it. There's a lot of uh, group benefits that will have accidental death benefits that if you die accidentally, there'll be more coverage than just straight life insurance. So you want to make sure you see what benefits you have and see if your employer gives you the option to purchase additional. Because, again, the standard um, group benefit that you have through your employer is something that probably is not going to cover your loved ones if something happens. So you want to see if you can get additional insurance. If not, then you have to look towards individual policies, which is like the other half of people, which they do. People actually go out and get life insurance because they know that is something that they need for their for their family. Right. So my company uh, offered life insurance a base amount free. They didn't deduct anything for my taxes or for my paycheck, excuse me. But then there was supplemental that you could buy. And I was like, I don't want to do that because, you you know, everyone thinks that well, I'm young, I'm healthy, it's going to be okay. Uh, or that's, you know, my my uh, assets will cover whatever funeral expenses they were. I've got enough in the bank. i got enough in a 401k. It's never always the case, right? Like, I mean, I think that people maybe overvalue what they think they have in their coffers. And then they realize, which maybe wasn't uh, not a great word to use, but they think they have enough in their bank accounts that's going to cover these things. I bet you've seen not at all. No, it, it definitely funeral expenses could be twenty thousand dollars themselves, and and just what the type of planning and what happens from an unforeseen death to your loved ones, to your family, the expenses that are going to mount that they have to deal with it besides the funeral expenses, and then what what do they have to live on? If you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. And then you just leave your loved one with twenty thousand or ten thousand in life in benefits. Mm-hmm. Is that going to really pay pay for their uh, insurance that they need in the future, like health insurance, auto insurance, your everyday bills? That stuff is going to start. Those bills are going to mount, and so it's it's something you really need to look into as to what type of security you can provide to your family if something were to happen. Great. We're going to get into those other options in a second, but we got a caller on the line. Let's go to Jane. Hey, Jane, you're on WGN. How are you doing on the Saturday? Oh, pretty good. Okay, that's pretty good. We'll take it for it. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question. This is regarding my son. Okay. My son uh, had a job, and they provided, and he paid for, decent life insurance. When the job ended, he continued it. They had an option to continue it. And he's been paying the premiums now for 10 years. But the premiums are pretty high. It's with a, a decent company. Mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, But my son's health has kind of gone downhill. And oh, no, I'm we sorry. Don't know, we don't know what his options are. In terms of uh, can he get some of it out now? Is that what you're asking? Or change no, plans? No, no. Or? Um, it, it, could it be converted into... Could it be converted into a different type? This is a a continued policy from an employer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they call it. Right, right. Know, I don't know. It's a great question. Let's see if Neil has an answer or we can figure out how we can figure this out. I think once you convert it, as you can when you leave your job, there's some sort of termination with your job or separation. You can convert these policies into into a um, individual policy. Usually, I believe they're a term life policy, which is it's the same death benefit over a term period, 10, 20 years. But you can talk to the company about 
changing that policy into a whole life maybe or a different type of policy or maybe changing the benefit it the is. The insurance company, not his former employer. You right. talked to the insurance, insurance company. company. Right. I'm sorry, the insurance no, company great. that is the um, holder of the policy. The insurance company is exact who you want to talk to um, and see if well, I, what I your options think, are. I, Go ahead, Jane. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a... Um, it's a term life because he hasn't said that it has any term on it. Mm. So it might be whole he, life insurance? Uh, he, you think? He, the only problem with it is that uh, I think it's for about $100,000 and the uh, premiums are about 1200 a year. So a hundred a month or so. Okay, yeah, it seems pretty pricey. I don't, I don't really know. I, I guess it, is your question. You would need to know more about it. I mean, you called the life insurance company, right, Jane? I think that's the best bet. Well, I haven't. I was just wondering yeah. if it could be, con- if it could be converted without a health exam. It's a great question. Oh, I see what you're saying because his health has changed. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah, because with his health changing, if you want to increase the benefit or the type of policy that you might have to have a health exam, or they might have to assess his his health to determine what the premium is going to be. But you may have a good premium now. You should just you should not only talk to the a life insurance company, but you can talk to a life insurance agent about your options as well. So that's the best place to go. Okay, how life does insurance one company, find a life insurance agent? The best way to probably would be to Google right now, life yeah. insurance agent. But most major insurance companies have sell life insurance policies, so it, it shouldn't be that difficult. Could you call a couple of these companies and ask for their best advisors? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I understand. Could you, do you use the internet very much, Jane, or no? Pardon me? Do you use the internet? Are you cool with the computer and everything? I am. All right, great. Okay. Well, there we go. I would say Google it. Yeah, Google life insurance agents in your area. You know, put your city or your zip code in the search, and you should probably get some good responses that way. Okay. And you can see the ratings okay, often in you. reviews. All right, thanks, thank Jay. you. It's a great question, right? Hi. And yes. it's complicated. This is what it is, it's right? It's very complicated when people leave their jobs and, as you know, their group benefits become now individual policies, and whether it's a whole life or it's a term policy or it's a universal policy, it all depends on what the, the policy terms are because every policy is different. Not every policy is the same, so you have to read your documents. Documents. Right. One other thing is to make sure you read your documents and your policies. You can always contact the insurance company, life insurance company, and they could send you the policy to read it. You should always be reading these documents because that's very important. And 217 texted, and I've been in the insurance profession for 12 years. If you have questions, please, 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 all caps, find an advisor to talk to. We'd rather have these conversations before something ever happens than after it does, right? And exactly. That's great advice. Right. You want to look into this these issues before something happens. You want to make sure you know what your rights are, what the policy says. So talk to the life insurance company. Talk to your life insurance agent. Talk to somebody who can advise you about your life insurance options and what's in the policies. All right. I've got a question on the line, and we've been using these terms already. So if you were confused during the last conversation, we're going to start answering this now. Term versus whole. In layman's terms, what is a term life insurance? A term life insurance lasts for a specified term. So it would be some can last for five years, some can last up to 20 years. Basically, that during that term, there's a death benefit so that if the insured passes during that term, the insurance company will pay that death benefit. There's no cash value. There's nothing else. It's just a death benefit, meaning the benefits will only be paid upon the death of the insured. So if you have it for 20 years and you die on 20 years plus a day, you don't get the death benefit. Exactly. Or if you don't pay the premiums. Right. So you got to pay the premiums every month or six months or every year. There could be different ways that you could pay the premiums. But as long as you're paying the premiums, you will, there's a death benefit there that if, it, if you die within that term, 
then there'll be benefits for the beneficiary. People usually choose it because it's probably cheaper, right? It's cheaper, and you know they just yeah, it's cheaper. Right. That's the that's the that's the best way to put it. It's right. cheaper, and maybe you're like and it makes oh, sense, and it's not that complicated, right? Because the other insurance policies can be a little bit more complicated. Seven twenty, WGN. Hey everyone, it's Let's Get Legal on WGN. We're here till three thirty today. An extra half an hour. In the next half hour, uh, we're going to be chatting with Dean Vicamar from the University of Illinois about our uh, soon-to-be new Supreme Court justice. The vote coming up next week. But we're continuing our conversation with Neil Gainsburg, an experienced injury attorney, talking today about life insurance. And I want to ask Neil before we get to these next questions: Is you know, you're an injury attorney, but you cover, we've talked about health insurance, about new laws there. We've talked about insurance. Is this just, are these things that often come up in your cases and you're just, this is what you want to bring to the public? Yes. Yeah, so uh, practicing as an injury lawyer, you're dealing with insurance. When people get injured, they have to deal with health insurance. They have to deal with auto insurance. So you're dealing with insurance companies. And part of my practice also involves life insurance because there's a lot of times when life insurance actually will deny claims and the denials may not be proper or legal and they will seek my counsel or... They will call me and I will help people get life insurance benefits when it's improperly denied. So I, I deal with all these insurance issues just from being a personal injury lawyer. And we're we're going to get to the denial in a bit. I want to ask, because we did term life insurance, what is, in, in layman's terms, because there's a lot, because whole life insurance is a whole more uh, uh, confusing. What is it? So whole life insurance is lifetime coverage. So it's okay. a lifetime guarantee of coverage. Um, and it's just paying premiums at a fixed rate for your lifetime. And the way the policies work is that part of the premiums can become cash value. So there's cash value that's built up based on the terms of the policy. Every policy is different in, in how much cash value it's So you're be. accumulating money in exactly. a bank, essentially. So, right. It's like having a bank account. Does it earn um, interest? or No, it doesn't earn anything in a cash value. That's a universal policy. Uh-huh. Where there's an investment component to it. Okay. But a whole life just has... It, it, they can pay out dividends. Let me say that. So okay. the insurance company can pay out dividends in a... a a whole life situation. So you can't earn money in these types of policies. So it's it's not just providing insurance, but it's also providing cash back for the uh, purchaser of the insurance, the insured. And when do you get that money back for cash back? There's well, you pro- could, there's different circumstances, the right? Circum- the best, you could cash out, you could end the policy. So in, unlike a term policy, if you stop paying the premiums, you get nothing. Right. In a whole life policy, if you stop paying the premiums, you don't want the insurance anymore, you'll get whatever cash value has accumulated. Okay. You could also take a loan out. So on these the are policies, value. yes, okay. they do allow you to take loans out on the cash value if you need some sort of money situation and the loan rate may not be that high, maybe low, whatever it is. You got to look at it again at the terms of the policy, but it, it gives you an opportunity to take a loan out. So, so there's some financial tools with this cash value. So um, maybe more comprehensive, maybe a little bit more expensive, but there's a cash value that's accumulating. Exactly. So okay. it'll be more expensive than term, and, okay. but it will give you some sort of benefits other than a death benefit. Right. And that it doesn't end on a specific day. And if you die the next day, it's, it's too late. Sorry, buddy. All right, let's go to the phone lines and we're going to sue hello sue how are you doing i'm great how are you doing great what's your question for neil so here's my question i apologize for the background i'm in the car on the way to champagne oh uh so yeah so my husband tells me i should know these things he took out a, uh what is not a very big life policy uh insurance policy because he was the main breadwinner for a long time and now i'm working full-time Got a couple of kids in college, another one in another year, and I feel like my value is is a lot higher now. And and I I get concerned. The thing is, I had a very rare type of cancer that I'm like doing 
so well. It's oh, good. Out of my body. Oh, and wonderful. I now think, I, I mean, there's like less than a 3% chance they say it could come back. And mm-hmm. so, the, you know, I think about this and I think, well, I'll never be able to get any kind of life insurance. It's going to cost me like a fortune. Um, I don't know. So I don't know wonder, what to think. Yeah, so you're just wondering, should you get your own life insurance if policy? I, if I can get any more, because I think what he got out on me is not very sizable. Mm, interesting. And, well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Neil, what's your thoughts on that, generally speaking? She should be able to get life insurance. You know, she's relatively healthy now. Right. She's in remission or, or the cancer's gone away. There yeah, be- it was thyroid cancer, but it's just very, like, everything. If they, I don't know how they examine these things because... That's a great like question. Literally, yeah, how does that process yeah. work? So, yeah, I mean, it's actuaries that, well, the insurance company hires. They figured out what the premium will be. Your premium may be a little bit higher, but you should be able to get insurance. I mean, I don't want to ask you your age, but that will be a question, too, about what your age is, you know, your lifestyle. You yeah. have to answer questions and stuff like that and probably doing a medical exam so they can do get a full health assessment of you. And But you should talk to a life insurance yeah. agent. Talk to a life insurance company, you know, find some agent in your area, and they should be able to give you quotes and different options for you know, term policies, yep. whole life, and yep. all that stuff, and you can make a I just, informed you know, decision. The, yeah, it's just, you know, you, that's ultimately fact-based decision-making rather than trying to come to your own conclusions, right? Yeah, you know, and Sue, are, are you worried that because you had cancer that they, they, they wouldn't delineate between different forms or different types of remission or where you are in your stage that you're kind of carrying some extra burden for them is that like your kind of underlying concern deep down um well my concern is more like i i really believe that i am healthy and i mean i i'm not concerned about it coming back i'm not i don't think anything but well they're gonna they're gonna look at it crap i've got i've got four kids and i've got two kids in college and another one and another one and so it's like i'm just like you know, I don't care if my husband says, oh, I've got enough life insurance, God forbid something happens to me. I'm just kind of like, I feel like my value these next number of years is, is real critical. Right. And I, I want to have know that they're going to be okay. I love where your head is at, Susan. I, I would ask, are you still married with your husband currently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would first and foremost make him show you the paperwork. Copy it. No, seriously, read right? The, like, read the policy. I know, I know. I, and, I've, and you're not in a I'm sure you guys are in a loving and it's all great. And it, But like, <laughs> sit down and pull out the paperwork and make him show you because you should know, right? Like, empower your... You seem like a very strong-headed, strong-willed person who's rocking it. She's driving the champagne probably to pick up or take back one of those children after their spring break or something. So find out what that is and then... Start making some calls, right? And I yeah, think, absolutely. And I th- after that, I'm going to Nashville to visit my daughter. So hey, there we go. Amen. Yeehaw. Yeah. And if you have the if you have the financial means, look into life insurance because it is a good investment, especially with your children. Yep. Yes, it's a very good investment. If you have that extra income, use it for life insurance, and you should be able to get some sort of rates once you talk to an insurance agent about what the amount Sounds you can great. get. Thank you. Have we You're motivated welcome. you, Sue? I think so. All right. Enjoy the rest of your ride down 57, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Exactly. Okay, bye-bye. I'll be in Champagne next week. Neil, we got to take a break. Jeanette, stay on the line. We're going to get to you next here on Let's Get Legal, powered by the Illinois State Bar Association on WGN. If someone is leaving the car, I just want to make sure, GainsburgLaw.com, G-A-I-N-S-B-E-R-G, Law.com talk with Neil and his folks over there. Let's get legal powered by the Illinois State Bar Association. Our guest right now, Neil Gainsburg. We're talking about all things 
life insurance and some great questions. Let's go to Jeanette. Jeanette, how are you doing here this uh, afternoon? I am fine. I am fine, John, and hi, gentlemen. Oh, hello. Uh, hello. I, I have a uh, small paid-up life insurance. It was whole life, and uh, it's sitting there with no interest accruing. And I was wondering if I took it out and invested, would that be a good story, or am I losing my uh, no tax uh, availability? Oh, that's a. It might be more of a financial advisor question, Neil. I don't want to have you wade into that if you don't feel comfortable. That's a great question, Jeanette. I mean, the only thing well, I, I could think of with something like that is if there's a benefit there and you take it out, you lose the death benefit. So right. if you still need the death benefit, you should not consider taking it out. If it's not earning any money, um, then you're not – I mean, the tax consequences don't seem to be that significant right, because like, there's no earning. There's no income being earned. Yes, it's a very small uh, – I'll right. tell you what it is. It's 22000 <laughs> As a benefit and, uh, or in the cash amount? It's totally paid up, and that would be cash. You okay. know, uh, it's the mine. I believe that's the same. Like, so it's yes, yeah, twenty thousand. So she could either take it out or keep it there. It's up oh. to you whether you think yeah. you could do well uh-huh. investing it. That's something. Talk to an investment advisor. See if you can make more money uh, investing w- it some way. I will say, Jeanette. I don't know off the top. Maybe you do, Neil. But if she takes it out, is that considered income on her next taxes? She's going to dinged for the taxes before yeah. she invested somewhere else. That's a great question. I, I don't know. I, I don't. If it hasn't increased in value and it's a premium, it's based on the premium she put in. Then it then shouldn't be, be taxable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's something that you paid through the premiums. It's, it's paid in policy. So right. it be, I just. Don't I don't think s- there's any tax consequences. But talk to your accountant about that. Yeah, issue. I don't want to answer that question for sure. Jeanette, can you hang on the line with Connor and just make sure that we got your information? Because I'm going to talk to someone on the Money Show and try and get an answer for you. Okay. Oh, how nice. Yeah, yeah see, it's a full-service okay. stop here when you call in. So I'll let's go. You. <laughs> Thanks, Jeanette. Hang I'll on the line. We're going to get you. Often. Yeah, there we go. Have a good Thank one, all right? You. 312-981-7200 if you've got questions. I'm sure some accounts will be texting in the answer, texting in the answer anyways. I appreciate it if they do. 312-981-7200. Just because you have it, you should make sure that, I guess what I'm asking you, Neil, is, there are chances, and insurance companies are going to do this, where they try and deny it, right? Yes. And they're allowed to in certain circumstances, and they're not to in others. So give us a little bit of the why they deny it sometimes. Well, the first reason it, there's denials is because premiums aren't paid. Okay. So somebody has life insurance on themselves you know, with, the, with their family, and, and they just stop paying the premiums. If well, that yeah, happens, that. there's nothing you can do. Um, unfortunately... There's only a 30-day grace period. Everybody should know that. If they don't pay the premiums within 30 days of the grace period, the, the policy will cancel if it's not the premiums are not paid. Um, the only notice that the insurance company has to do is mail something. Mm. That's the only – the law only requires mailing within 10 days of cancellation. So there's, you're not going to get a lot of notice of it. So if you're relying on a loved one to make the payments, make sure they're making the payments. Sometimes people are paying automatically through a, a credit card or debit card. If you change credit cards oh, or debit yeah. cards – Make sure I've seen that before. Like, you know, I, I thought I was paying it because uh, it was automatic payments. Oh, I changed my credit card. Would my credit card company call my life insurance company? No, that's not going to happen. You need to take that extra step that if you change your credit card and you're on automatic payments, 
that you call your life insurance company and your bank or your credit card company and make sure that they are on the same page. Can they deny that. all the benefits or would they sometimes maybe deny up to the point in which you would if pay? It just depends if, on the case. If it's a term policy, you're all term, your benefits right. yeah, are denied. Right. And if it's a universal, if there's cash value, you can use the cash value for the premiums. But if there's no cash value, then that those benefits will be uh-huh. gone too. Okay. So you got to make sure that the premiums are paid. And then if somebody is get sent off in time, somebody gets sick and they have this life insurance and they stop paying their bills because they're sick. So oh. you got to make sure you got to do that. That's the worst that time to stop times. paying. Jeez. Exactly. So All right. everybody's got to be. The other issue is um, contestability. In the first two years of a life insurance policy, the insurance company can contest the application to see if there's any sort of misrepresentation in the application. So every time somebody fills out an individual life insurance, they have to answer questions about medical history, weight and height, those issues. you got to make sure you answer them correctly. This is not a time to fudge your weight or anything like that because if something happens in those first two years and they go and review it and they find that there's there's something inaccurate in that application, they could view it as misrepresentations and deny the claim. When you file an application, do you have to give all the doctor's information? How does that work? Yes. You need to give all your doctor's information. They ask, like, who have you seen in the last 10 years? you got to try to do your best to list everybody you've seen in the last 10, sometimes five years, 10 years doctors you've seen and, and ailments that you've been diagnosed with that you know about. Um, you if know, you lie about your weight in a significant way and you get past this review period, two years, so this is like 10 years later, and you think you're in the clear, can they go back into your records and they look at the moment that you signed that thing, and if you were lying, and this was 20 years ago, they're going to ding you for it? No, because there's only two-year contestability okay. period. So as long as long if after two years you're fine with the misrepresentations, but a lot of times lie. I'm not saying yeah, that. But. A lot of times though, people get life insurance because they they fear something, and unfortunately something happens in that two years. So if you do, you're going to get life insurance. There's still two years that the insurance company can contest it. So make sure you answer those questions correctly, because if not, if they find misrepresentations or inaccuracies in your application, they will deny the claim in those first two years. What about if I pass away 25 years after I did it? I gained 30 pounds in that time. Uh, can they deny it for that or no? It's about based on when you bought it. Yeah, when you bought it. So, you, and again, it's two years. They only have two years. After two years, it, the, the policies are pretty much incontestable on this misrepresentation. I'm issue. just saying, gaining weight, losing weight. You don't have to like continually update them on your no. Once situation. the policy is issued, then you're fine. It's it's at the time of the application. So they they're just looking at when you answer those questions at the time of the application. And I had a case where somebody said they weighed something, and then they died within those two years, and they got medical records from that same time that they answer those questions on the applications and there was a, uh, a discrepancy and so they denied it based on the misrepresentation of the weight. Is it just weight or is it everything? They ask you. Height, uh, family history, smoking, medical conditions that you've had, alcohol, do you use alcohol, drug use, stuff like that, all sort of health questions that you need to look at these questions. It's not something that you think that you can fudge here because that, that in those two years, it could be contested so you should try to be accurate because that's what they use to determine premiums as well. So, um, it's very important that you, you look at these applications, you read them, and you fill them out correctly. Right. 312-981-7200, running out of time. If we don't get to a couple more questions, where should people reach you, Neil Gainsburg? Uh, they can go to my website, GainsburgLaw.com. They can call my office at 312-600-9585. Again, that's 312-600-9585. Are there any general resources besides you that people can go to here in Illinois that you think might be useful for them if they've got some individual questions as well, in addition to reaching? out to you or right maybe beforehand yes so they can go to the illinois department of insurance website 
Google Illinois Department of Insurance. They have a website that answers questions about life insurance, about you know companies of life, life insurance companies, about different types of policies and, and claims issues. And they have general resources for uh, the public out there. That's a very good source of information for anybody who wants more information about a life insurance question. We've gotten a ton of texts and calls. We weren't even able to get to them, and I still see the phone lines are lighting up. Connor, go ahead and answer them, and uh, get. we'll try and get those questions. We'll try and link them up afterwards, okay? Neil, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. You're welcome.